Y'all let go of William Regal and Samoa Joe and Rodog? Yo, yo, yo. This is some. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy, Dangerous Duke. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, where we'll put wrestling over one podcast at a time. Even though it gets difficult to do that at times. We show up every week, damn near. And it gets harder and harder for some of these shows. And today is a very dark day. You ain't lying. Like you, you damn sure ain't lying on that one, bro. This was this was a this was a week to say the least. I mean, like, I'm there's some names you come across, and you know, it's it's a little shocking. And then it's like I don't even I don't even know why this one happened. But this week was like, man, are we sending a message? Is this a mob hit? What is going on? We got some questions to say the least. We, I, we got, I have questions. We got questions. We have issues. We have comments, concerns. Anything you can think of. Like we are flabbergasted to say the least. Like we gotta, we gotta use big people words. I'm, I'm dumbfounded. Like, like we gotta use words that are three syllable and beyond. That, that, that is, that are the ramifications of where we're at this current evening. This is, this is, this is a travesty. This is an abomination. Like this is, like this is straight skullduggery. I don't know what's happening right now. This is straight bovine excrement. Do do we have the names? Yes, we do. Um, I'm going to read off the names and I'm going to read off where these people were. And we'll be able to dive in, discuss some of these names and our theories on why this took place and why it transpired. So I'm going to run down the list right now. Um, First off, we have Samoa Joe from NXT. We have Timothy Thatcher from NXT. We have Hideki Suzuki from NXT. Danny Birch from NXT. Road Dog, NXT backstage. William Regal, NXT backstage and on screen general manager. Then we have Ace Steele, coach for the Performance Center, which we lump in with NXT. Allison Danger, Performance Center coach, 
who we lump in with NXT. Ryan Katz, the NXT creative team. George Carroll, NXT creative team. Gabe Spalaski, NXT consultant. Scott Armstrong, referee trainer, who was fired in 2021 and then rehired in October. Runjan Singh, WWE creative. Now, do you just see the pattern of everybody I just named and their positions with the company? It seems like there was three letters that popped out an awful lot when I just ran down the list of those names. I mean, it's a new year, ladies and gentlemen, right? New me, new year, new me. I should, I should try to. I, I want to approach um, the pods this year more diplomatically, um, less bias. I want to, I want to call them right down the middle. I really don't want to take sides too easily this year, but um, it's this ain't hard. some Vince McMahon bullshit like. It's kind of hard to say the new year, new me mentality when it's a new year, but the same bullshit. And it's not even that it makes sense. Like some of the, like, there's like maybe two or three that make sense. But the rest are, I don't understand. I mean, I understand. I know what Vince McMahon is trying to do here because this has Vince McMahon written all over it, like you said. But I don't get the point of cutting the people that you cut. I mean, there is a silver lining for one person in particular, but the rest of this list is, in my opinion, it's horseshit. Man, so I, I'm I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you say your piece real quick before before I go. <sighs> All right, I'm going to give, I don't even know how to, uh, there's no way to call this down the middle, man. This is fucked up. (laughs) I got to make a new, I got to make a new year's resolution, but I'm going to try not to, not to, I'm going to try to uh, warm welcome all the listeners and I'm going to try to not curse the first five minutes for everybody. Um. I mean, we're unfiltered anyway. Like later, I'm gonna. There's rants. We ran all year. Yeah. There's, there's gonna be. Uh, but I'll try to hold off the first five minutes. But this is terrible, man. This is this is a. Uh, this is uh, clear clear intentions. I will say I have I have questions. The questions being, do any of these really make sense? Like, I, how many of these are? are valid like how many of these people are just not doing their jobs because it's getting it come on like come on i mean right my off the question bat, so my question is do these people deserve it and i and i'll go into my theories afterwards <clears throat> what do you feel I'm, about these people deserving to be cut Right off the bat, for me, 
The only name that sticks out that I that I can say, okay, yeah, he had a go, Runjan Singh. I mean, the dude's been here forever, and he just now. Well, first he was he was an executive vice president. He, he didn't last very long in that position because I, I read up on it. He was he was an executive VP. He didn't last long there because they moved him off of that and put him on creative. Creative for the main roster the last few years hasn't been great. It, it hasn't been great in the slightest. Like you've had the occasional hit and then the rest is just trash. Like we can rattle off any amount of storylines that have just been trash. So Runjan going, yeah, I would say, yeah, that was perfect. He, you, you had to get rid of him because whatever you were paying him, it wasn't worth it. And it sucks to say that, yeah, he had to, you know, leave this job. It wasn't for him, but it, it just, he wasn't great on creative in my opinion, because the creative team itself as a whole hasn't been great. So you needed changes there. Um, Ace Steele and Allison Danger, the Performance Center coaches. I'm pretty sure you just did a whole revamp of NXT, number one. Number two, when you do a whole revamp and bring in a bunch of young talent, what do you need to do with that young talent? You need to train that young talent. And they've been there since 20, I think 2017, 2018, I believe. They've both been there. How many, how how much great talent have you had from NXT and the Performance Center in the last three, four years? Tremendous. You've done great work with that talent. You might not have used them all, but they were, they were great. Yeah. Even the talent that you're not pushing right now that are still there, they're great talent. And they've been trained great by this group of trainers. And then you got people like, uh, Ryan Katz, George Carroll from Triple H's NXT. There was a point in time where Triple H's NXT was better than Raw and SmackDown. There was a point in time when it was better than Raw and SmackDown. Now that you create this whole 2.0 new image that you want to switch it up and make it more colorful and PG it looks like and so you cut them. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. It wasn't broke. And you take it from the talent standpoint. Thatcher, that dude was able to go in the ring. He could have worked with young talent. Danny Birch, the same way. Hideki Suzuki was a part of that new crop of talent that you brought in. You didn't even let the dude get a chance to crawl or walk. You put him in the diamond mine and you kept him quiet. You didn't really do nothing with him. So that kind of gets me worried about the rest of diamond mine. But, you know, it hasn't happened with them yet, so we're not going to talk about it. Road Dog, Regal, Joe. If that don't say Triple H's babies, I don't know what does. Road Dog, one of Triple H's best friends. William Regal, the guy Triple H handpicked for this in the very beginning. William Regal was around for the first NXT when Wade Barrett and uh, what the fuck was his name? Skip Sheffield and David Otunga and Daniel Bryan and all them guys. He was around for that. He was a uh, he was one of the pros. 
Samoa Joe, the guy who you fired in April or in March, Triple H brought him back in June, begged him to come back in June, won the title in October, October, November, somewhere around that ballpark, only for y'all to fire him again in January. This seems like it's a straight shot directed at a certain somebody. And it's ridiculous. It seems like as, as soon as this certain somebody had to step away for health reasons, the boss man stepped in and said, oh, no, take this, take this. We don't want this new thing, new thing. <laughs> if it ain't broke, don't fix it. That that's that's basically where I stand. NXT was not broke. NXT was doing well. It was thriving. And as soon as the person who was running it had to step away for health reasons, shit just got torn apart and rebuilt in a new in a new in a new image. Because that's literally when this happened. That that's where I stand on. <clears throat> So, following New Year's Evil, where Tommaso Ciampa lost to Braun Breaker, Braun Breaker had a very interesting entrance where he started in chains uh, and the black and gold NXT was up on the screen. He was basically holding the chains to uh to the old nxt and he starts his entrance by breaking those chains and nxt black and gold disappears like a thanos snap Mm -hmm. following this part of the entrance he proceeds to um kick down like a, he's uh kick breaking down a wall um a big black a big golden x um symbolizing that he was breaking the chains of the black and gold to an xt 2.0 then proceeds to clearly beat tomasa Um, following Braun Breaker beating Tommaso Ciampa these releases happen Tommaso Ciampa as I've said before on this podcast is one of Triple H's guy. He's the spitting image of what a modern day Triple H would be. He is Triple H's kid. He symbolizes everything Triple H stood for, uh, everything he wants in the character, everything he desires in the top guy. It's his guy, his right hand. Mm-hmm. Brian Breaker beats Triple H's number one right-hand man. 
and an entrance symbolizing the breaking of chains to everything Triple H had ever built. Yep. Then they release mass staffing that are all Triple H guys. Black and gold. Um, Previous to this, minor changes that were actually major changes were being made to NXT um, after there was a lot of yes men in Vince's ear saying Triple H can't be AEW. He's been wrong. You were right. It's a failure. On the cusp of them taking minor control that was really major control that they lied about Triple H suffered an injury, uh, injury, uh, heart issue that required serious surgery. Mm-hmm. And all NXT personnel was told not to contact him about anything having to do with wrestling. This is not a coincidence. No. Um. NXT champion Samoa Joe on the cusp of Triple H's last big takeover uh, had just won the title after being fired from the main roster and rehired because Triple H loves Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe would finish his arc of winning the title being the first ever to hold it three times, but suffer an injury that we were never told about um, that had to have him immediately relinquish the NXT title. This is not a coincidence. No. Then the title is put on Tommaso Ciampa, the epitome of a Triple H guy. This is also not a coincidence. Mm, No, not at all. At the start of the new year, which Vince is apparently very concerned to be the start to the actual run to WrestleMania, so everything has to be important. Um, So now the first day of 2022 is uh, the start date for Vince's big Hollywood run. Following this, New Year's Evil happened, which is their version of day one um, where Braun Breaker wins the belt beating Tommaso Ciampa to start this big run to Wrestlemania this is also not a coincidence that at the start of you know go time the fourth quarter in wrestling the belt would move to Vince's guy breaking the chains of everything Triple H built and heading to WrestleMania season. This is not a coincidence. All these people being released, this is not a coincidence. This is a mob hit. Ladies and gentlemen, um, the guy at the top decided he doesn't want you here anymore. So everything, everything concerning you and most importantly, you are gone. All that shit gotta go. These are all, these are subliminal hits, man. Yeah. Every little person fired. Every, the, the, 
the changing of the guard at the specific time Vince wanted it to be. This is not a changing of the guard. This is a changing of the entire unit. This is a changing of the entire command center. This, this is a changing of the. This, this is, is a changing of everything. This is a complete slate wipe. Like you know what? Let me let me let me preference it by I don't know. These are all educated guesses, but this has got to be the most certain educated guess I've ever made. Yeah, I was gonna say that this is an educated guess. A lot of these are educated guesses on our part, but they're educated guesses that have quite a bit of that that have quite a bit of, of validity to them. Like they they're educated guesses, but it's pretty it's pretty odd that these guesses add up to a great degree. Like you, when you put them on paper and you look at it, it's like, okay, this is a guess, but this happened and this happened and this happened and okay, that makes a lot of sense when you say that. Because like you just said, um, I'm going to use an example of something you just said. Mm. NXT personnel was not allowed to contact Triple H during this situation regarding anything NXT related. This makes me understand why before these releases even happened, this makes me understand why Scotty Tuhati asked for his release back in December. Because Scotty Tuhati was a Triple H guy in NXT. And he said in one of in one of his uh, acknowledgments of why he's asking for his release, he said there's a vision going on right now in the company that doesn't match what he has for NXT. And he said he signed on for this with the best intentions of making the best product for the black and gold. For the black and gold. Very specific. That was not a coincidence. And he said when they couldn't come to an agreement on what the vision should be, he'd rather not be a part of something that he knows can be great, but isn't going to be. He didn't say it exactly like that, but that's basically what he said. He'd rather not be a part of it when he knows that there's a vision that was in place that can make it great. And they're not going that direction. Ladies and gentlemen, I love Scotty too high. I've loved him since I first started watching wrestling uh, when we was wearing baggy leather pants that he had no business wearing that looked ridiculous. Um, Scotty is sending a message. <laughs> he is yeah. doing it the most diplomatic way possible. It's very between the lines -y. But um, let me break it down for you. Uh, I was in this because I was a Triple H guy and I believe in everything Triple H was trying to do here. I am a genuine Triple H guy. These motherfuckers are coming in here doing shit to change the entire fabric of everything we've built. And I'm not finna stand here and do it when I can't even communicate to the guy that made this, that this shit is going up in flames. So I'm piecing the fuck out. Y'all broke me. This is not what I stand for. And I can't stand by and watch everything I helped build go down the drain. So mm -hmm. I'm leaving. That's what he was trying to say. I mean, he said it. So if he ever needed to come back to WWE, they would be there. But 
That's what he's saying. This is not what I came here for. This is not what Triple H wanted. They're doing everything to burn down everything he got. And before I get fired, I'm a bounce. Because I and know it's coming. And even this, some of the talent and you know, staff that were released, they understand like they they understand, you know, it's a business, these things happen, but they gotta know that this is direct. Like they they, they gotta know that there's a clear message behind everybody who was cut. Come on, because son. there's there's no there's no way that everybody that was cut on this list is a coincidence. When you just look at the tree that they came. <sighs> days because nxt is different as soon as their time is up like to not do anything that they're gonna just jump right away to something else they even asked road dog about it they questioned him like fresh out the gate and they asked him um what do you plan on doing afterwards uh do you see yourself reuniting with old friends in other companies and he was very direct and to the point he was quoted as saying well, you know, that light bill ain't going to pay itself. So. Which was a, a little telling. Yeah, it's a little telling. But I mean, when you when you hear Road Dog and you say, hey, uh, is there a chance that you could reunite with old friends and other companies? Who's the one old friend Road Dog has off the top of your head that's in another company? Yeah, it's, it's Billy. Billy and his kids, yeah. man. Yeah, Billy and his kid, right? You know, un- Uncle, I gotta Uncle be, James. I got to be James honest with you guys. I've, I've now developed a third theory now that you said that. But, yeah, I'll, I'll get to the theories later. But, yeah. Yeah, man. And then, and then you got Samoa Joe. You hired the dude. Or, or, no, you fired him in April of 2021. <clears throat> We ranted on that, and we ripped him a new asshole. This is not a coincidence. You hired him back in June. You brought him back officially in July. You had him win the title in October. And then you fire him in January. This is not a coincidence. Now, Joe Now Joe was in NXT, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and from what we know, thanks to Aleister Black, NXT contracts only have a 30-day non-compete clause. So with that being said, since they have a 30-day non-compete clause, I'm pretty sure we could see Joe meet up with some old friends in other companies. Absolutely. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say which companies because you know uh, because I would I would say he could go to Ring of Honor, but you know Ring of Honor is going through their little thing right now. But mm-hmm. you, you know you you got people like Punk. You got your people like uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, you got your people like Eddie Kingston, Jay Lethal, mm-hmm. Kazarian, mm-hmm. Daniels. I mean, you, you see the pattern. You, you got a bunch of old friends that you made that you've had bangers with that you got history with. All in a certain company. And you know what? While you're at it, Joe, <clears throat> take a stop down at MLW. <laughs> you I know, mean, they look, have an open door policy now. 
5150 is down there. You you know Conan. Uh, 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 you know, uh, we we can't even say open door policy no more because apparently WWE is firing so many damn people that they've decided to do the open door policy. Hey, we'll get to that later. No, no, because we know when this is going to get released, we can address this. I'm pretty sure we can address this. Yeah, we can address it. We can address it. Yeah. But, but you wouldn't need... Yeah, okay. Okay. What happened here, people, is very simple. And again, I'm a preference everything in the new year diplomatically. I don't know. These are educated guesses. I Call it a reach, a hunch, a, a feeling, a vibe. Uh, I don't know these things to be a fact. But I'm going to tell you what it looks like. It looks like I don't like you. When you came up here, you weren't one of my guys. We only signed you because he wanted to. We got the good guy from that company already. We don't need you. Get out. And then it looked like somebody that I'm not really on good terms with creatively is pissed and he signs you and I let him sign you because fuck it. Now this show is mine and I didn't like you then. I don't like you now. Drop the title. I don't want you to leave. I want you to drop the title because I already fired you and I don't want you as my champion through this transition. So you're gonna drop it again. We're not going to write you out. We're not going to give you a story. You're going to drop it because you're injured. What injury? I don't know. Don't worry. We're only going to show for a week or two. So it's not going to matter. You're out. You're dropping it. You're gone. Stay home. And while you're staying home, watch me take Triple H's real guy and run through every single one of your homeboys' releases so you can sit on the couch and watch all of them go while you stay here until the end of it when I shut this whole thing down in front of your face and his face and his face. Then I'm going to let you go. That's what it looks like to me. I feel like these are all direct shots and I'll get to that theory later, but just as far as Samoa Joe, that's how it looks. But I don't know. I don't know. It's just how it looks. Like there's just so, there's just so many questions. Like there really is. I mean, first and foremost, it, it makes you wonder why would Scotty leave? Like, you, you know why, like, we know why Scotty left. We said our theory on why Scotty left. You said your theory on, well, I think you did, on why, what was the purpose of the Samoa Joe injury? Why fire Road Dog? Why fire Regal? When they've been two of the greatest things to help NXT. Like, Regal, as the GM, he was great for NXT. 
If there's one thing Regal has, and you've said this plenty of times, if there's one thing Regal Regal has, it's an eye for finding, molding, and developing young talent. Who did Regal work with an awful lot in NXT that was the best molder of young talent that NXT has ever had? Dusty freaking Rhodes. What was Dusty when he was when he came in to NXT? He was handpicked by Triple H. Dusty was a Triple H guy brought in the NXT. I mean, granted, Dusty is before Triple H, before Triple H's time. But it's a guy Triple H brought in nonetheless mm-hmm. because he knows what Dusty can do. Regal came in, too, because he knows what Regal can do. Regal and Dusty damn near are like simpatico when it comes to developing young talent, molding them, building them to be the stars of the future. Dusty has since passed. You still have Regal. You have one of the best young, one of the best molders of young talent at your disposal. And you're going to fire him. (sighs) Makes no sense. Road Dog, another one. Road Dog was before he was in NXT. He was talent relations. Well, I don't know if he was exactly talent relations, but he was in a talent management position mm-hmm. backstage mm-hmm. on the main roster. He worked with the people like the New Day. He worked with Paige. He worked with countless of the female superstars. During the era of when in the 2010s, your female talent was at its best. When you when you had AJ Lee towards the latter end, when you had Paige, when Nikki Bella finally became good, and then you had it to where Charlotte came up, when Sasha came up, when Becky came up, arguably your best era. And if it wasn't your best era, it was the future of your era, of your best era. Mm-hmm. Why fire him? Ah, man. Like, these are the ones that hurt. Like, Samoa Joe, that was a given. Yeah, and... and Eventually, these guys are going to go. What I'm saying is the regal one hurts, and uh, the road dog one is a message. I mean, yeah. this this entire list of releases is a message. It's a message. Especially, yeah, I mean, because, me especially because two of these people were sitting on their ass anyway. Mm-hmm. Regal and Joe were already off TV. Yeah. Regal might have been doing behind the scenes, just like Joe was in the PC. I also find it funny that he was in the PC the week or two before he gets released. But again... These things oh, are not a coincidence. Oh, oh. He, he, again, you just say that again. He was seen in the PC. There was reports of it uh, like there a was, week there or was, two before. There was an image. There was, there was a an picture image. of him in picture. the PC. You're right. Who was he in that damn PC with? Who was he in there with? Samoa Joe. He was oh. there with Samoa yeah. Joe. Evaluating talent. And Regal was off TV before Joe was. Yeah, yeah, he was. If this ain't deliberate, 
But that's what I'm saying. Like, these are the ones that hurt. Like, Joe is very spiteful. The Joe one's very spiteful. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me These wrong. are all very spiteful. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Um, oh, no. It, it's not a I don't know. These, this, this, is, this is all speculation. This, I have no clue. This is clue. strictly out of spite. I don't The road dog one seems to just be, oh, you you still here. Yeah, you can go too. (laughs) But the regal one is like, come on. There's no reason for that. There's no reason for that. Yeah, like don't beyond NXT, William Regal is just amazing. There was no reason for you to let Regal go. No, not in the slightest. Unless you only let him go because he was a Triple H guy. It's not like he couldn't still mentor and teach talent in the PC off of TV. You tell me one thing Regal did within the last year that warranted him getting released. Nothing. He's been a stand-up guy. And when he got released, he was also a stand-up guy. Said, don't come to me with any bad words. I got nothing to say. I owe my life to them. Which you can stand re- up which, guy. You, which you can respect because that is commendable. That's what you're supposed to say. But it's bullshit. Like not what Regal said is bullshit. What happened to him is bullshit. And like they did, but Regal peep game. He not stupid. He understood what was happening. Just like I'm sure Joe did, which is why Joe approached it diplomatically. And Road Dog. Road Dog knew what it was. He know the writing on the wall. He'd been DX since day one. And I'm gonna get to a theory about that later as well. But they all knew what it was. I think Scotty knew what it was. And I think anybody that was a Triple H guy knew the jig was up. Yeah. I'm sure. Uh, I'm sure the freaking stage people knew what the fuck was up when they told him the concept for the NXT shit breaking. <laughs> I'm sure there was people there that was shaking their head at the idea. We finna do what? He's gonna do yeah, what? Yeah, because that that's oh, like a, a clear that that if that's not a clear shot, I don't know what is. Like, that come is very, on, man. That is like very much Cody Rhodes' throne breaker. That was Thronebreaker. That's literally what it was. You Thron gotta Breaker be kidding Thronebreaker. me. That was a huge FU to him specifically. Like when we seen Cody break this the was throne. This totally with, unnecessary. When we seen him break the throne with the sledgehammer, you knew where that was going. You knew who that was directed at. The writing was on the freaking wall, man. You gonna see this man break the black and gold NXT? We know who that's directed at. Come on, bro. You got the fucking you. You got the nerve to do that while this man is recovering. Yo, from a heart surgery. Ooh. On top of, on top of firing all his people. You flipped his whole brand and turned it into something that one is the complete opposite of what he had in mind. He's just demolished I mean, he, everything that he. Stood if I'm not for. mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, kicked them while he was down. Didn't they just redo the logo like a couple years ago? Terrible, man. Like it was just they make the logo better and better and better every year up until 2.0. Freaking like if I'm not mistaken, it was just the black and gold lettering, 
And then mm-hmm. it was the black and gold lettering with the eagle underneath, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So you went from black and gold lettering, black and gold with the eagle, to Nick Jr. bullshit. Like somebody just took finger paint and threw it on a canvas. It's crazy, man. I'm ashamed of why he does the theme song. It's terrible. Oh no, I, I got a little. Man, I, I I I wouldn't be surprised if they bring Wale in as creative. I really wouldn't. Nah, but them no. You know, you know, Vince been... likes. You know, Vince likes bringing in celebrities just to be on creative. Nah, I think Wale too smart for that. He's been watching wrestling too long. He's been in a crowd at Lucha Underground. He ain't going to be creative. I, I was going to say, man. Not when y'all, not when y'all, not when y'all let go of hit row. Like, like, <laughs> don't wouldn't surprise me. My my dude ain't coming in for that. He's not coming in for that. Like you, you managed to take like if there was anybody like you just touched on uh them saying Triple H can't beat AEW. So that's why they're doing all these changes. That was the Shit. reason. That was their one reason. I think that, again, this is the theory. I'll get to the theory later. But yes, yes, Dan. No, I, I was gonna say you could touch on the theory because, in my opinion, in my humble opinion, you know, I'm we're just podcasters. We we put wrestling over one podcast at a time. It may look like we're biased here and there, but it's literally we're just calling it as we see it. And as I see it right now, me personally, Duke, how I see it, if there was anyone in WWE right now with the mindset that could have beat AEW, it's not Vince. It certainly ain't Stephanie. It ain't Nick Khan. It ain't whoever the hell else you want to throw in there. It ain't Shane. The one person who had the mindset to beat AEW and had, in my opinion, had the ability to do it, was Hunter, was Triple H. I think Vince would have lost. At, at this rate, I think Vince would have lost. Hunter, on the other hand, I think Hunter could beat AEW. And Hunter had to work with what he could. Like, like he, not for nothing, but Vince was stealing talent from him out the blue every, like, like every other month. And it was, but like, the talent, just he was whenever stealing he felt talent. like it, he would just take five of the motherfuckers. Like, and Hunter would make it work. Hunter would every take, single time. I was going to say, look at what happened. They, they tried to take Tommaso. Tommaso wasn't having it. They tried to take Johnny. Johnny wasn't having it. They pulled up McIntyre. They pulled up Andrade. They pulled up Alistair. So, what did he do? Okay, you're going to pull these people up. Let's take Kyle. Let's put Kyle on a singles run. Let's take Adam. We'll make Adam the face of it all. Let's take Keith. We'll make Keith a double champ. Karrion Cross. let's use him. And what happened with the, the vast majority of the people that Triple H built up and made the stars of his company to compete with AEW that Vince took? Karrion Cross. Turned in the shit on the main roster. Didn't last a month. Keith Lee, you put him on the main roster. He had two, he, he had maybe one wow moment. And that was, no, he, he had two wow moments. Him breaking the, the turnbuckle and him in the ring with Brock at the Rumble. Those were his two wow moments. 
Triple H was known for taking chicken shit, even though these this talent these talent aren't shit. They're good, they're great. Um, but compared to the people that they kept taking from him, he had to build them and make them into stars, and they were. Because not a lot of people would think, oh, hey, we could take Kyle O'Reilly and make him a perennial main eventer. Vince didn't want to take Adam Cole, make him a main eventer. You've seen what he wanted to do with Adam Cole. Triple H knows what to do with this talent. He can take these guys and potentially beat any company that's out there. There's a point in time his NXT was better than Raw and SmackDown. If it like that, that's my that's my one thing that I I'm trying to wrap my head around. Vince took this and flipped it like it was broken. NXT was not broken. It, it, even if it was broken, it was broken for like maybe a few months, and then Triple H, what did he do? He rebuilt it and fixed it. He didn't maybe, overhaul it. Maybe he it just was broken it. because you took every single asset you could from him, mm-hmm. and then decided that. Y'all not a main roster anymore when you need to be. And we won't send you any main talent. We're actually going to keep taking your best people and giving you who we don't think can work anymore. And then making it your fault when you can't add up to the ratings. Like, And then the, and then the people that you send down there, that uh, the occasional time you send somebody back down. And we make them work. Like, it's somebody that you think can't work on the main roster. That turns out to be pretty damn good in NXT. Case in point. I, I have two examples. Brizongo. They were shit on they were good on the main roster when they had the fashion files. Didn't do jack shit else. You sent them back down to NXT. For a brief stretch, they were one of the best tag teams in NXT. Finn Balor. Y'all didn't do jack shit with him on the main roster. You sent him back down to NXT. That nigga was the best NXT champ for that stretch of time. He was the leader with Adam Cole and Tommaso. He put out great stuff every damn time. You let him go back to Triple H. What did Triple H do? He let him be Prince Debit. He let him bring back the leather jacket and just that F you asshole mentality. He he became real rock and roller again. Not all the way, but to a degree. Now this dude gets sent up back to the main roster. And what's he doing? The same stuff y'all had him doing the first time. If this was the case, you should have left him in NXT. But I'm kind of glad y'all didn't because had y'all left him in NXT, his fate would have been the same as Samoa Joe's. His ass would have been gone. Like, the only silver lining to the people like Joe getting released, to Thatcher, to Danny Birch, to Hideki Suzuki, to the actual talent that got cut, the only saving grace is that they're going to be great in whatever other company they go to. Mm-hmm. Thatcher, you could put Thatcher in MLW or GCW, that man's going to light Ooh, it up. Please put him in both. Have him do both. I can't imagine him versus filthy Tom Lawler. Just a knockdown, drag out, fucking fight. Him versus Davey Richards? Oh, my goodness. Danny Birch oh. is another one. Put Danny Birch in one of them promotions. Absolutely. Danny Birch is going to light it up. Absolutely. Hideki Suzuki, I would put him in Impact. He's going to kill it in Impact. 
I mean, you could put him in MLW too, but you know, I would say put him in Impact. I think Hideki Suzuki would be all right in Impact. I think Samoa so Joe. I mean, they're having a Japanese thing in MLW right now with uh, Tajiri, but still, yeah. Samoa so Joe, you can put him anywhere. I think Joe should go on a run before he chooses. You could put him anywhere. Put him in Impact. Because he him in really AW. could go anywhere. He really could. Put, put him in Ring of Honor when they start back up. Put him in MLW, GCW, CZW, like put NWA. That's put what him I would do. anywhere. I would have him go on a run. I would have him go on a run um, and do a tour of every promotion to do some dream matchups and then decide on a place. Because he like, could go and, anywhere. And, he could go anywhere. And, and we've, we've said for the longest time, if Joe was to go somewhere, we wouldn't say AEW right out the gate because AEW has so much talent. Yeah. Look, at this rate, I think Joe could go to AEW and be great. Like, I do, I mean, too. There, I, there's I, other companies that would be better for him. Yeah. But... He's not above it. I'm, yeah. yeah, like, the, there's, there's nowhere he can go that will put him on a back burner. He could go anywhere and he won't be back burner. He's he's one of those talents that if you don't showcase him, you you're clearly missing something. Which is why I don't see even with this new NXT 2.0 bullshit. I don't care if I'm showcasing all the young talent in the world. If you just use young talent versus young talent, it's not going to work cuz how are they going to learn? They have, who, who who does every great athlete learn from when they first go into anything? They learn from the older seasoned veterans. Mm-hmm. Kobe Bryant came into the NBA. Who is one person that he learned from and emulated and tried to become most like? Jordan. Michael Jordan. Tim Duncan came into the NBA. He tried to learn and emulate from a great as well. He learned from David Robinson. Aaron Rodgers went into the NFL, learned from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Brett Favre. Like, there, Randy, matter of fact, let's just do wrestling. Randy had to come in and learn from one of the greatest of all time, two of the two. greatest of all time, yeah. Triple H, Ric Flair. It's, 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 it's just ridiculous. It's frustrating, man. So, all right, so let me, let's get to the theories that I have so we can wrap this joint up because I feel like yeah, go I, ahead. I, I did not keep track of how long we've been talking at all. It's okay. You can you can bring in your theories and then we can go. We're we, we not going to make this a two-hour rant like before. Let's just let's see what we got. All right, well, upon these mass releases, um, not a coincidence, um, the sneak dissing that's not sneak dissing that's very in your face. Um, not a coincidence. The college athlete program is also not a coincidence. That is very important upon upon revisiting. <laughs> upon revisiting, that is very important as well. Um, oh my god! And merging the North American with the cruiserweight title. Also, very important. That is not a coincidence. Roddy, be careful. That's all I'm going to say. Be careful. So my first theory is 
Vince still hates the Indies. <laughs> yes. 150%. He still hates the Indies. He still hates the idea of these small guys able to be massive superstars. He still hates the Indies. And he's made sure to implement a way in his NXT he can avoid ever signing any of them because he made the college program for athletes, anybody from collegiate and any other sports, as long as you're not a fucking indie wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's too small and too old. You got to be over six foot. You got to be, you got to be over 220 pounds. You got to be under 30 years old and you have to have no prior experience in wrestling. And matter of fact, just to make sure I don't have to sign anymore, you small dudes, because I'm about to kill 205 Live too. Oh, that's coming. Oh, yeah. While I'm on the road to doing that, let's get rid of this Cruiserweight title so I don't even have an excuse to sign anymore, you small mother. He already killed 205 Live when he started having Odyssey Jones wrestle over there. That is, he, he looks like, like, I'm not making fun of this man because of his weight. Yeah. I'm not doing this at all. But the show is 205 Live. Why the hell do you have a 300 and some odd pound man wrestling on a cruiserweight show? This looks like a regular size wrestler ate a damn cruiserweight. Because I don't care. This is too. This is too Adam Cole. Because I don't care. You know why? Because because when the show was hot, I let you go, and then I gave you this dude. I didn't feel like pushing no more that I thought was a twerp, even though he was selling some of the best merch in the world. I see you got this really good thing over there. Let me throw this curveball in here and give you it and give you Enzo Amore at the height of 205 Live's popularity. And that goes how that goes. And then pop up and leaves because you totally disrupted his locker room. Yeah. And Pac was smart enough to see exactly what was about to happen from a mile away. He had that locker room running on a tight ship too. I will give him that. He had that locker room at, like, the, at the height of it. There, the there was plenty of times that 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 show was hit or miss, but he had them on a tight schedule. Like he he had them running smooth. Yeah, Pac, Gulak, and uh, uh, Cedric, Cedric, freaking Brian Kendrick, Rich Leo Swan. Rush, Rich Swan, Tony Nese. <sighs> They was they was doing the damn thing before y'all threw Enzo in there, who's actually great now, but you'll never believe me. Um, I mean, but at the time you knew what was happening, you knew why he was there, and it wasn't because of his talent. And he'll Mm -hmm. be the first person to tell you that it's not. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Like he he's working on it, but it's not. He knows his talent isn't what keeps him relevant. Yeah. Um, you threw that curveball in there, and it actually came out better than you expected. <laughs> um, and then you changed the entire dynamic of the show to the point where 
any star you did have, you robbed them of and then made them pointless. Um, Ali, Cedric, uh, and everyone, anyone else who's injured, Pot, Glef, Swan, left. Y'all made it, and then y'all just turned them into a joke. Y'all turned them into a joke, and then y'all blamed it on him, even though y'all took control of the creative when the show tanked and became nothing. That's his, that's his shit. For real, for real. Taking everyone that you you make somebody and then finding a way to book them in the hell or give them some stupid add-on that they don't need to ruin them completely. That's and about then the you blame him. Like that's his that's your fault. Your that, man can't go. That's the equivalent of you taking a quarterback, giving the quarterback all the football plays to run. And it turns out the quarterback is a great quarterback and he's doing great and he's winning and he's getting all these games done. But then you pull that quarterback from this team and say, hey, you were a good quarterback over here. Now come over here and go play shortstop. You know what would have been amazing? Something completely different and play shortstop. You know what would have been amazing? Um, If during this whole AEW shit, Vince went the entire other way. If he just let Triple H take the wheel, I don't know these fucking indie guys are coming in here starting all this shit, blah, 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 blah. We need to blow them out of the water. You know indie guys. That's your shit. You take over. Show me how I beat these motherfuckers. Instead of going the entire opposite way and destroying everything he built up against the indie guys when you were taking all his good people and AEW was getting everyone you released that you shouldn't have released... They're mm-hmm. kicking our ass, and you're looking at me like I'm the problem. When you keep setting me up to fail, I'll give you I'll give you a good example right now. Just so you know, Triple H. Just so our listeners know, Triple H knows indie guys. Triple H did a partnership with uh, for a short bit of time with Evolve Wrestling. Who are two people that wrestled for Evolve Wrestling around the time Triple H was going over there with them? Matt Riddle, who's your current tag team champion. Damian Priest, your current United States champion. And you're saying Triple and Vince doesn't like indie guys. Two of your champions right now are indie guys. Bad it's and arguably, the place where and, and, right and they're arguably two of the best people you have right now. It's incredible, man, because. Uh, and it leads me to my next theory. Um, my next two theories, actually. Um, I have a theory that uh, HBK is next. Mm. I understand it, but. Well, my theory on that is I, I could believe HBK is next, but I don't think he's next because even still to this day, even though he's a lot older, he's not wrestling. I still believe in my hearts of hearts, maybe it's just me being biased, but Kevin Nash said it best. Sean was the only guy, even more than Triple H, who could motherfuck Vince. 
Yep, I'm going to get to that too. That's I'm glad you said that. In the sense of we have our nuclear weapons all over the place, but what we really need is mustard gas. Boom, you just slide little Sean in there. I I don't I don't want to say Sean's next. I can understand it. If Sean is next and Sean goes, like if Sean's fired, just outright fired, shit's really hitting the fan. If Sean's asking for his release, shit is still hitting the fan. But it's a little more telling of shit of why shit's hitting the fan. If if that makes sense. If he asks for his release, shit's hitting the fan, but you know it's making it's making sense of what you're saying. If Sean is just outright fired, shit's just hitting the fan and it, and in a whole in a whole new realm. Well, I'm glad you said Sean um, is one of those only guys that can do that um, because I think that's another reason why Sean is next, which leads me to my next theory. Vince is still not over DX. <laughs> Dude, you are an, you and there's are people, an... there's, there's probably somebody listening to this now that remembers DX. Um. And the classic story of DX for anybody who doesn't know behind the scenes is that every week they would come to Vince with a thing. And Vince would say, hell no, you're not doing that. And they would do it every week. And because he loved it every single time they went back through the curtain, they let him go. And then they came the next week. Hell no, you're not doing that. That's a terrible idea. And they would go and it would work. And I think after years of it just seeming like somebody can do this a little better than him, he's been spiteful and he has carried that spite over the years into this whole NXT thing where all these people are breathing down his neck saying, Triple H is better than you. He can do this better than you. He has this better than you. He is. That doesn't matter. This This doesn't matter. Your son is what better. Matters, what matters is not I'm even the boss your son-in-law. And nobody's better than me. Not even your son-in-law. Your son is better than you. Your daughter is probably a little bit better than you. I mean, the jury's still out on her. But your daughter might be better than you. Your son is better than you. There's a reason your son left in 2010. He didn't agree with what you were doing then. He's fucking he impossible. left, started his own business. I think he, I, I, I don't know exactly what his business was, but it was something in China. I think yeah, it was yeah, like a yeah, cable company. It was company like a Comcast in China. in China. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a, it became the number one cable provider in China. Yep. The dude started his own business, became great at that, came back, started doing great shit again. And then what did he do? He left. took a step back again because he knew where it was about to go. So what, is, oh, so what does Vince do? Oh, no. Tri- Trips can't do this. Steph can't do this. Shane doesn't want to do this. Oh, we got to hire this, somebody else. I got this who are guy we gonna, in my ear telling yeah, me. Who are, who are we going to bring in? Nick Khan. Not Tony Khan. Tony Khan's doing great with his company. They, they got the wrong Khan. They got a Khan artist. Mm. Man, when you got somebody in your ear telling you everything you're doing is right and you don't allow anybody to combat you anymore, what state are you in? Like certain eras he got through, 
because there were guys that would fight him on what was the best idea and they would come to a conclusion. Um, and even after the Monday Night Wars, he had Bischoff, he had um, he had Heyman, he had guys. Oh my God! Uh, he had uh, Flair. He had guys he could throw ideas at that wouldn't always agree with him unless it was a great idea. Yeah, like you you had people that helped you get through those dark times. You yourself didn't think Foley was going to be the guy to help you get over the hump. Austin had to help you with that one. There was other people backstage that had to help you with that one. He didn't think China would work. What and who to, and who helped him with that one? Oh, what do you know? The guy with NXT. And that's where all the guys is. I, I mean, it you, just you, I just you still SmackDown. Think, I just still think the heat from <laughs> DX always being a step ahead of him is carried yeah. on to the nonsense about the NXT and Triple H being better than him at certain things, which he is. Um, And because of the resentment, first chance he got to say, oh, you failed. You can't do what I do. He took full opportunity and hijacked everything and did it like a straight mob hit. We're going to hit this, 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 slowly break down everything that you have made or, or taking control of, or made better, or made good again. Everything you're trying to restore, we killing all of that. All of that is gone. All the indie stuff is gone. We're only going to recruit big-ass, tall athletes that don't know anything we, about what we do, so we can because, teach them our way. Because we all know Vince loves big, sweaty men. If you're not 6'5 and 250 and have luscious hair, Mm. We can't do nothing with you. I'm taking everything. I'm taking this. That's your man's over there. That's your mentor, William Regal, all these years. You got to get all TV. I don't need you here no more. You, Joe, didn't I fire you? Why are you still here? You, you got to go. He's like, take, take this person out, this person out, this person out, this person out. Uh, we'll let you tie up this whatever wedding shit that everyone seems to be so happy about. But then I'm not going to make you relevant at all. Um, it was like, who's who's that? Who's you over there? You're Triple H's guy. I'm gonna put the butt on you, and you're gonna hold it while I destroy everything around you, and save you for last. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what you're gonna do with Mania now, because you've had that Mania match. Like, it's done. It's over. You you pulled the trigger too early. You rushed it too soon, then pulled the trigger too early. And killed a, a WrestleMania moment because that's what it would have been. I'm not going to front that Braun Breaker yeah. isn't the guy. I believe in him. The problem yeah. is you're destroying everything around him that should keep him at the level that he's yeah. at. I, I was going to say you're you're destroying. You're basically making it harder for him to develop because he has to learn from talent that have been there and done it. That's how any great star anywhere learns like I, I've, I've used other sports analogies i've used wrestling analogies like there there's just so many things you can I, I could do fucking superhero analogies on how the new guy has to learn from the stars before him and this is the, it, this is the thing though like this is 
um, this is to put it in perspective. This is like, uh, like I can maybe see like maybe because he's second generation, but you also have to think of it like this. What if we lived in a time where um, they were moving Triple H and Sean and um, all these other guys, uh, Rock, Austin, Jericho, they were all pushing them all out. And they were pushing Randy Orton to be um, the youngest world heavyweight champion. Randy becomes the youngest world heavyweight champion. And then he looks around at all these other guys that are his age that he's now the leader of and has to be the veteran and teach them mm -hmm. how to be better when he doesn't have evolution around. He doesn't have anybody. Yeah. He's Randy wouldn't be Randy without that older talent. And he'd be the first to tell you his first title run, he was not ready for it. So yeah. you thrusted this young kid into the spotlight who we believe in, but at the same time, how was he supposed to be the veteran when you're kicking all these old dudes out? Mm -hmm. Who are they supposed to look to? Him? Yeah, he's second generation, but he could be as immature as Randy Orton behind the scenes. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And it's not like Randy could just turn around and teach that stuff. Yeah. So it's just, and, and then when you're firing all the coaches that are from that elk that can help them maintain everything, do all the subtleties and be great are getting cut because they're triple H guys. I don't see you bringing in anybody that's exactly their quality. So it just, it's just a setup for failure, which leads me to my last two theories. Um, the theory that uh, the last stone to fall, the last domino to fall before it is all over is Tommaso Ciampa. When Tommaso Ciampa leaves NXT, it will be AJ leaving Impact. Um, they might fix things, but for anybody that was there when the news broke that AJ left Impact, it's certainly the end. Yeah. It took years for that rebuild, and it's going to take years for this rebuild. And they might come back. They might be better. Vince might prove to be right. I don't know, but I can tell you what, when Tommaso leaves, that is it. Yeah, that that's that's the end of the line. That's the changing of it's not the changing of the guard, it's the changing of the unit. Yeah. That's the last guy dying in the fight. It's Tommaso. Vince he he's chose him to be the last guy. He he's essentially he's essentially the Captain America. He he's going he he's going out on his shield. Mm. Mm. So that's where we're at with that, and that leads me to my last theory, um, and this is the big one. Um, I have a theory that Triple H will never come back to wrestling. I believe that on the break of heart surgery. And being totally excommunicated from the thing you helped build from the ground up. Where every guy that was a wrestling somebody wanted to be exactly where you at. Before AEW was AEW, there was NXT. Every indie guy wanted to go there. That was the place to be. 
And I think through the heart surgery um, and seeing NXT be totally demolished, seeing his favorite guys that aren't able to talk to them about what's going on, be let go and let go and let go and let go to sit at home and watch the ex, to watch the breaking of the chain, to watch Tommaso, the last dinosaur, the last domino, the last remnants of everything you wanted this to be, everything that you build, lose the title at the top of the year with no follow-up. They don't have a Samoa Joe to throw in there as a mania run. It's, it's, it's over. I don't think emotionally he's ever going to come back. Why would no. If you're going to take mean, everything that I work for that fast, within like two, three months, they have destroyed and gotten rid of everything he's built. Yeah. How do you emotionally recover from that? How do you come back to work and pretend like you're just okay with doing it his way? Yeah, that's that's like that's gonna be the killer for him, and it's that, like you said, you basically you basically ruined the mania run because now with Tommaso being the last domino to fall, what do you do for your mania run? Who's you can't have Braun Breaker going there against the fucking broomstick. Like, there's nobody right now in NXT on that you that you've put on a high enough pedestal to compete with Braun Breaker. Well, who are you going to use? You're going to use Roddy. Roddy's damn near out the door. At least it looks at least it looks that way. Tommaso, it looks like he's done. Johnny's already out. You're going to use Von Wagner. Carmelo Hayes, you can't use him because he just won the the cruiserweight. He just unified the cruiserweight and the North American title. Which they didn't combine the name, so it was literally just eliminating the cruiserweight title. Yeah, it's basically just crossing off the cruiserweight title. Von Wagner is nowhere near ready. Grayson Waller, yeah, I mean, he, he's, got a, he's got a lot of potential, but I wouldn't put him on that pedestal just yet. Mm. So and then who, to think about what they're doing with AJ, like that goes back like, to the Indies theory. Matt Riddle and AJ going back to NXT all of a sudden. All of a sudden, now you just lend in all the big time. Let me shut up. But you wouldn't have to do this if you didn't fucking fire everyone. And that's where I stand on that. But I think that's a shot anyway. Like, even though I think. AJ is more of a Vince guy now because he's just happy to be here and the money's good. Yeah, he he's just collecting his money at this point. He, but he, he knows to, he, he knows what his role has been reverted to. You, you could send him to the UK to go fight Walter. He don't care where he goes. He's just collecting his bag at this point and then he, he's done. He should be. He's already cemented his name there. Um, by having the best rookie year in history and being a two-time champ um, and a tag team champ and a U.S. champ. Um, so he's already cemented, but 
So he's clearly there. Like he knows he's enhancement now. That's what he's been reduced to. He should be booked like Randy, um, where he's in any position to win at any time. Um, but they they they've definitely decreased him to enhancement. Uh, it's just I don't know. It just I don't think Triple H whatever. Why would you? Why would I want to come back to this? You you ruined everything. At this point, I, I really really want to just pack my ball and leave. Absolutely. I mean, I I agree. If I if I'm a talent right now, I would I would be saying the same thing. I would I would probably be like, hey, um, this ain't this ain't what I this this ain't for me. Like this ain't what we said it was. This ain't where it was supposed to go. I I'd be losing my passion with it, and I'm losing my passion with NXT as it is. I, I I'm I'm like on my last reserves of passion for NXT. Matter of fact, my passion for NXT might be gone, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's sad, uh, man. It's it's sad. It's hard to watch. It's very sad. I can't keep up with anybody that I like anymore. The last I saw NXT um New Year's Evil, but that's literally only because I saw that Braun finally won the belt. And that yeah. struck me as odd. So I had to see it. Um, and it's it's sad because I, I would love to be happy for Mandy Rose. She's completely turned around. Yeah, and I mean kudos to I her. Like, I would like to be there to enjoy that. And I love Gigi anyway. But it's I, I can't I can't I'm not sitting like none of this is but like like I said, you need you need and someone that's a veteran that's been there and done it. Well, she she hasn't done it, but a veteran who's been around yeah. long enough to help this younger crop of talent. And all you, the only, and the veterans that you had before, you're fired. So now you're just bringing main roster people back down. Yeah, now you have Mandy Rose. It's just, it's, it's so... I don't know. I, uh, and what position is he in? Like, here's my thing, because you can't start your own thing. That's going to seem like, you know. Uh, you can't, because he could, if he wasn't his son, <laughs> you're doing this to your son-in-law. Um, if he wasn't his son-in-law, he could have been like, all right, if you're letting all my people go, I'll go. And since all my people are already free, I'll just make my own. But you're his son-in-law, so that's disrespectful. Can't do that. I can't go to another company. That would be disrespectful. Right? So, like, I'm done. Like, I'm done. Uh-huh. I'm going to get a little wrestling school in Connecticut, and I'm done. I'll grab, I I'll grab Scotty and Matt. And we'll have a wrestling school and I'll just be done. I'll just be done. And, I'll grab and Albert funny. and just it's make a wrestling school. It's funny because you know Albert's going to, you know, Albert's going to go with him. You, you know, know Albert's going to go. Like they you like, they right there. Go. Shit. Scott, uh, fucking Sean Waltman might, might go back. It's like, sure, I'll train that, him, whatever. Like, you know what I mean? comes right off the bat. The number one wrestling school because because in the world. because this is my thing. Like anything Hunter wanted to do, I have the utmost confidence that it will become the biggest thing on the market. If yep. he went to NWA, 
then everything else just got bumped down a notch because whatever mm-hmm. he's about to do over there is going to be incredible over the next year because yeah. he doesn't just go alone. Like he's coming with all his people. That's essentially like when Cody would show up with Tommy Dreamer, with DDP, with Dustin, with mm-hmm. Sting, like with all the big names and wrestling yeah. behind the scenes that are holding shit together. Mm-hmm. Triple H going to any company is essentially that. It's Hunter, yeah. it's Albert, it's Scotty, it's Sean, it's the other Sean, it's Regal, it's Matt Bloom. Like, he's coming and strong. He, and now he got Joe in that arsenal too. And he can't do that now. Right? I can't go over there because you're going to take it as disrespect. I can't keep staying here because you don't respect me enough to let me do anything myself. Mm-hmm. You look for the first sign to say I did something wrong, even though you set me up for it, and then you take it away. I've worked too long, too hard for this. Yeah. I wouldn't come back. I've already had Neither major would. heart surgery. I'm a certified legend. I'm at least a, a, a three-time Hall of Famer, at least. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to stay home. Yeah. Where I can I'm, be I'm a some... fan of whatever I want to be a fan of. I can have a wrestling school down the street in Connecticut somewhere. And I can just stay at home with the girls. Because I'm not going to do this with you. Yeah. Because I'm going to fight you with one of these Thanksgivings. And it's not going to be pretty. Mm-hmm. We're going to be moving some furniture. Facts. You're getting pushed in that pool again. <laughs> it's going down. So... Yeah, I I don't think Triple H is ever coming back. And that is a sad, very sad thing to say because I'm a huge fan of Triple H. That's my guy through. But I don't I don't see I don't see a reason for him to come back. I don't see why he would want to come back. I would love to see him here and there, but as far as being solely involved in the company, I would just rather him not do it. Yeah. It's a shame. We've had God's gift to wrestling. For so long, and and it's not even that we don't deserve it. Vince doesn't deserve it. He doesn't. You want to be surrounded with yes men who are going to kiss your ass at every turn? Yeah, boss, this shit's good. This is good shit, pal. Like, okay, go like, do it. Like, Let, I let's see. Let's see how well your product does. Like, I didn't sit in all these rooms for all these years, listening in on the conversation, learning every aspect of the business, picking your brain and mending relationships you ruined Mm -hmm. for you to take the only thing you've ever let me have completely. Yeah. Because you put me in a position to fail and then let other people tell you it was my fault. Like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this with you. I'm not doing this with you. I got to go. Unreal. It's unreal. Like, I'm your son-in-law. Like, 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 I'm your son-in-law. Like, come on now. You see me at Christmas. Like, what is happening? (laughs) Like, the disrespect. And I would be wrong to, 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 I would be wrong to tee off on you the man that is actually my father. Not that I think of, like, legally, you're my, you're, you're my father-in-law. 
I would be wrong to like come across the table on my father-in-law because he taught me the entire business so won't let me do anything that he's taught me. Mm-hmm. Because he's he, because he doesn't want anybody better at this than him. To do it better than him. When at the end of the day, man, if I do good, we do good. If I eat, we eat. Like literally, me. we eat. If I do good, we eat. We a yeah. family. We are together. Like, like it. It don't matter it just, if you get an eighty-five, sense. and I. It don't matter if you get an eighty-five, and I get a ninety-five. Dude, at the end of the day, we still eating good. Like, even if you get a seventy and I get a hundred, we still eating good together. It just doesn't make sense, man. It just doesn't make sense. There's got to be some hidden, like, rooted thing. That's what I'm saying. Like, it has to be. It has to be like a thing from DX. Like, I'm so sick of you freaking always one upping me that I give you a show and you're one upping me. Like it's gotta be some, like I can't see, and I can't see Triple H wanting to do the time. I can't see him wanting to fight these fights. Look, when, when these air, we can add something, like we can add questions into these, into these podcasts, right? For our our viewers to listen to. Yep. On Anchor and Spotify. All right. Well, well, if we put it on YouTube, which for our listeners, I have a I have a little nugget for you guys before we sign off on here. What are your theories as to why Vince is going about this the way he's going about? What what are your theories as to why Vince is doing what he's doing? If you agree with us, if you don't agree with us, hit that comment section wherever this is, Spotify, YouTube, Anchor, hit that comment section, let us know. If there's not a comment section there, find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook. Go to YouTube let us know what you guys think because we want to hear your opinions on this too. Absolutely. We'll, prob- we'll probably readdress this at a later date and go down some of these reasons. Mm-hmm. And do you think Triple H will ever come back to wrestling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll that'll be another one. I feel like yeah, this is a very compelling question because I don't I don't yeah. see it likely. Um, yeah. You guys let you guys let us know what you think and at a later date sometime, we'll probably go down a list and we'll address them either on a pod or in a video or some in some capacity, you guys will see the reactions. Absolutely, man. All right. I think we're set. You want to take us yeah. out? Yeah, uh, I, I think we said all we could say, all that you know we could say without being completely brutal and harsh. Um but guys, that is our rant episode on the new releases of 2022, new year, and same shit from the company. Like I said, let us know what you guys think. What are your theories on why all these are happening? If there's any hidden agendas, if there's not, let us know because we would like to interact and hear what you guys have to say. Uh, you can reach us on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can comment them on, on you can comment on facebook all that good stuff but that's our episode guys hope you enjoyed it have a great one stay up stay blessed and as always stay, stay dangerous, dangerous.